the gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Or, yeah, really. All right, let's do this Diamond Envy podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas, and in less than one month, we'll do this thing for real. Softball season is here, and the excitement is incredibly high once again for the OU softball program. Looking, for, Really looking forward to another uh, season of the Diamond Envy podcast. And, of course, this podcast brought to you by Cavens Construction. Check them out, cavensconstruction.com, or give them a call, 405-573-3048. Who's ready? Yeah, I know. You're all ready. So am I. And honestly, how could you not be? Because there's so many reasons to be excited about this team, from who's returning to the new additions. It kind of feels like it's a team with a good mix, maybe even a great mix, of returning talent like T.R.A. Jennings, Jada Coleman, Jordy Ball, Alyssa Brito, Grace Lyons, and of course a Kinsey Hansen that just said this week that her legs feel better than they have in a long time. She's healthy and ready to go. It's the perfect mix of that, the returning talent and some of these newcomers that you're going to see. Alina Torres, Haley Lee, Alex Storacco. I mean, OU had the number one overall class in recruiting. And I'm going to make a very strong argument that I think they also had the best transfer portal haul of anyone as well. You know, other teams probably brought in more players this past portal cycle. But what OU got, in my opinion, should be considered the number one overall portal class. And I just gave you some of those names, but we're going to run down the uh, D1 softball top 100 list. And I feel like that's going to kind of make my point if it hasn't already been made already. And I don't think that that's a hot take. I'm not the only one sitting here, I think, less than a month before the season saying, yeah, I think OU got the number one overall recruiting class. I think that they had the number one portal class. And kind of to the next point, I think you can make a great argument that OU has the best collection of returning talent as well. And with all that being said, yeah, it's no surprise that OU is the popular pick to win another national title this year. Spoiler alerts, and we'll do some WCWS picks, team leaders, you know, stuff like that in the next couple of weeks. But spoiler alert again, I will be picking OU to dogpile in OKC once again. Just just to let everyone know where I'm leaning, how I'm feeling before a, uh, you know, less than a month until we uh, get things underway. Yeah, probably going to join everyone else. I'm not going to have a crazy prediction for my national champ, though we do have a long way to go and a lot of things can certainly happen. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be picking OU to, uh, to win another national championship. But I would love to hear all of your opinions on this upcoming season. You know, who's going to win the national championship? Are you like me and picking OU, or do you think UCLA is going to get there? Do you think Alabama and Montana Fouts are going to make a real run? Um, who's a surprise player for this uh, for OU this year? Which, that one I really like, by the way. The, I, I want interaction from all of you on the podcast this season. And there's a couple of ways that you can do that. Um, you can tweet or DM me on Twitter at Tyler underscore McComas. That's at Tyler underscore McComas. Last name M-C-C-O-M-A-S. Or you can email me with your thoughts and opinions. TylerMcComas08 at Yahoo.com. Which, it's probably still lame that I have a Yahoo account, by the way. But, uh, you know, that's that's where we're at right now. Tweet me, email me. 
whatever. I, I, I just want interaction on the podcast this season. We got it last year, but I want to ramp it up even more. I, I want listener questions, listener comments, virtually every single episode as we uh, move forward to the start of the season. So can't wait for that. Let Yeah, but seriously, let me know who your surprise player is going to be for OU this year. I'd, I'd be very interested to hear that uh, because I, I think if I asked that question a year ago, I don't know how many people would have said Alyssa Brito because she was in a real competition for that left field spot. She eventually wins out for that left field spot. And I think that she was probably the surprise player from a year ago that really emerged and by the tail end of the year was, you know, arguably one of the better hitters that you had on that team with a team with a bunch of stacked hitters. So, yeah, love to hear that. Love the interaction. And uh, we'll get that going. And uh, we'll get to some of your comments uh, coming up next week on the next episode. All right, so I thought this was fascinating. And I'm sure all of you out there did as well. So D1 softball ranked the best 100 players coming into the season. And uh, OU showed up very nicely on this list, as you can imagine. OU had uh, 10 in the top 100 on this list, four in the top 10, and of course the number one overall player. Let's discuss. T.R.A. Jennings is the number one overall player in this top 100 ranking. So let me just put this in perspective a little bit for you. OU lost the best player in the country last year, right? Can we all, all, everyone agree on that? Everyone shaking their heads? Yeah, Jocelyn Allo, the best player in college softball last year. All right, well, OU loses her, and they still have the best player in the sport coming back this year in T.R.A. Jennings. And I, I said this recently this week on, uh, on my radio show at The Ref that if there was a college softball video game and you were doing, like, the creative player mode, and you wanted to create a five-tool player, a player that can do it all. She can hit for average. She can hit for power. She can run. She's great defensively. I mean, all the tools that you need to be the best in your sport, like even from measurables, T.R.A. Jennings, that's what would come out. If you had like some sort of analytics working for you, like here's the ideal, you know, heights and just, just everything, the speed – T.R.A. Jennings would come out, is my point. Like, she is the perfect mold for an elite softball player. And I don't think it's a surprise to anyone, OU fans, nationally, whatever, that T.R.A. Jennings is rated as the number one overall player in the sport coming back this year. And will she catch Jocelyn Allo? I I don't know. She's got a long way to go. But will she end her career as a top five home run hitter of all time? I'm not going to bet against that. And will T.R.A. Jennings be considered one of the best all-around position players in college softball history by the time it's all said and done? I think conversations like this, though it may not be true right now, you can say to yourself, there's a path for that to absolutely be the case. Because as as great as she's been already early in her uh, OU softball career, she's still got time here left on campus. And Whatever she accomplishes from here on out, which is going to be nothing short of great things, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised at what T.R.A. Jennings accomplishes between now and the final game that she plays at at OU. So T.R.A., number one overall player in this top 100 ranking by D1 Softball. OU loses the best player in Jocelyn Allo, and whatever. We have the number one overall player coming back. That is uh, not so bad at all. Okay, so some other Sooners that were on this list. Grace Lyons at number four. 
can't argue with that. I mean, Grace is as she's as solid as it gets. You know, um, great hitter, but maybe more known for her glove at shortstop. She's just fantastic, and I don't know, just kind of what you want a student athlete to be nowadays, right? And I, I know no one's going to argue with that. Sid Sanders is at six. Uh, this goes back to OU, in my opinion, having the best transfer portal haul out of anyone in the country, that you're able to get a top 10 player nationally, join your squad this year. Jordy Ball is at nine. Um, I, I, th- I think that's a little bit interesting. I, that's probably where I would have Jordy uh, coming into the season. But there's a couple of players that I think are going to be ranked higher than where they're currently at in this top 100 ranking. And I think Jordy Ball is probably one of those. Now, she's rated as a top 10 player nationally. So there's not a lot of room to really rise, right? But I just, I feel that Jordy Ball, her sophomore season is going to be dominant. I think that she is going to have more time to be able to rest in between starts. When you're talking about Starocco and Nicole May and you know everyone else this team has in the circle. You know, maybe she doesn't get hurt this time around. Obviously, that's that's the hope for this team. I just think that with help in the circle around her, the stress isn't going to be on Jordy Ball as maybe some of these other pitchers across the country. I, I think that if D1 Softball does a top 100 player rankings at the end of the year, Jordy Ball is one of the two players that I look at on this list and say, I think she's going to be higher. And again, there's not a whole lot of room to really rise up when you're the number nine player, but... I think that we're talking about Jordy Ball as a top five player at the end of the year, and I think we're talking about Jordy Ball as maybe the best pitcher in all of college softball. In fact, I'm gonna I'll go ahead and call that right now. Hot take number one of the 2023 season. You know, even with Montana Fouts coming back and Kelly Maxwell at Oklahoma State, who's a great pitcher, I think at the end of the year we're gonna say Jordy Ball was the best pitcher uh, in the country for the 2023 season. You've got uh, Jada Coleman at 15. I mean, that's as good as it gets when we're talking about outfielders, right? We've seen her single-handedly dominate games with her defense. That's hard to do. It's hard to do in college softball, especially as an outfielder. I guess it's, you know, it's a lot easier to do if you're a third baseman or a shortstop and, you know, you're just making great plays in the hole as a shortstop or at third base. It's just one of those where the ball keeps finding you. But it's hard to dominate a game defensively from center field. And Jada Coleman did that in the National Championship Series. I mean, she cemented herself, in my opinion, as not only one of the best defensive outfielders coming back this year, but maybe the single best defensive player in all of college softball. I know, you know, Grace Lyons, when she's back out there, she's going to have something to say about that. But Jada, I mean, that's, that's as good as it gets out there in center field. Kenzie Hansen is at 20. And here's the second one. I told you there's two players that I've identified in this top 100 player ranking that I think will be ranked higher at the end of the year. So who's going to replace Joss Allo's production in the middle of the order? That's a big question, right? Which, by the way, uh, we'll ask Kenzie Hansen and Patty Gasso about that on the tail end of this episode. Some very interesting comments there that you want to stick around for. But Kenzie Hansen's going to be ranked higher than 20th at the end of the year. She's healthy. Um, she says her legs feel as good as they've ever felt. We've seen Kenzie. When, when Kenzie is fully healthy and she's ready to go, she's an elite catcher. She's an elite hitter. 
I Kinsey, I, I, look, I don't think that Kinsey's going to replicate the power that Jocelyn Allo had last year. Who could? Like, that's, that's not – she was the best hitter in college softball history for a reason. I don't expect Kinsey Hansen, Tiare Jennings, Grace Lyons, or anyone to make up that type of production. But what I'm telling you is that Kinsey Hansen's going to be better than the 20th best player in all of college softball this year. I, I think that she's due, now that she's fully healthy and ready to go, and like that's her position, she's going to have a monster year. And I guess that's my second hot take, is that I think by the end of the year, we're talking about Kinsey Hansen as a top 10 player nationally. Now, I know that I, I'm probably thinking that there's going to be like four or five Sooners in the top 10 list at the end of the year. Maybe there will be. But I think Kinsey Hansen's going to be one of those. Just, just watch out for her. I say watch out for her like we haven't seen it before. She's not like an under-the-radar player or anything like that. But Kinsey Hansen's going to have a massive year. And I don't really think that that's that massive of a hot take. Alex Storacco's at 23. Again, back to the point about the best transfer hall. Transfer from Michigan. She's really going to help you out in the circle. Top 25 player nationally, says D1 softball going into this year. Haley Lee proves the point again. I mean, that's three players in the top 26 that you have coming in via the transfer portal. Uh, Alyssa Brito at 45, who, you know, Alyssa Brito really became one of my favorite players uh, at the tail end of last year. You know, I talked about Jada Coleman dominating that uh, game against Texas to win the to win the WCWS last year. Listen, Brito had a couple of nice defensive plays as well. So don't sleep on Brito, her defensive abilities, and of course her ability as a hitter as well. So at 45, I think that's pretty fair for Alyssa. I mean, that's a, that's a great ranking for Alyssa Brito for a player last year that was just trying to earn a spot. She's legit. I think everyone knows that, and she's going to be even a uh, bigger piece of the puzzle this year as OU uh, shoots for another national championship. And then uh, at 89, you have Alina Torres at uh, 89. Another transfer, another point. There you go. Oh, you had the best transfer portal hall. I think they had the best recruiting class and the best collection of returning talent as well. With 10 players, OU could fill out a team, according to D1 Softball, with top 90 players this year going into the sport. It's amazing. Uh, nationally, I'll, I'll give you a few of those. Kelly Maxwell at Oklahoma State, number two, highest-ranked pitcher. Uh, Addison Barnard at uh, Wichita State is at number three. And then at number five, you got Bailey Klingler, uh, third baseman from the University of Washington. So, going to be fun. Going to be a fun, fun year for college softball. Not only is OU going to be really good and, well, got a lot of star talent on it, but you're going to see Kelly Maxwell at Oklahoma State, Addison Barnard from Wichita State, and, of course, uh, OU in that tough schedule they have, you're going to see the best of the best this sport has to offer, which I love. College softball is as hot as it's ever been right now, and I love this sport's willingness to play each other. The best teams play each other. OU's non-conference schedule is brutal. Great. It's great for everyone. It's great for the fans. It's great for the growth of the sport. You know, you know who else it's great for? It's great for OU. You don't think that, you know, some of these young players, some of these transfers, I mean, some of these returning players, this team won't benefit from an incredible schedule. Now, maybe we're not talking about an undefeated team, you know, late in conference play like last year, but who cares? Who cares about that? And, and by the way, I'm not going to doubt that this team can't roll through the elite of the elite this year. I'm not saying that they're going to take a couple losses early, but even if they do, like, who cares? 
I, I'd rather this team be ready to go come the most important part of the season, which they've done a great job of that in the past, regardless of the schedule. But I just it, it's just great for everyone. It's great for OU to play UCLA, OU to play Washington, OU to play Oklahoma State. Like That helps fuel the growth of this sport. And I know we care about the growth of this sport right now. It just works out for everyone. So just overall, like obviously, really excited about this OU softball season. But I'm excited to see what's going on across the country. And I, I think that I probably speak for a lot of you out there that the growth of the sport that we talk about so much, you're probably not just watching OU softball anymore. You're probably checking in on Alabama from time to time, seeing what's going on at UCLA, what's going on at LSU and Florida and Texas. Like you're watching this sport more nationally than you probably ever have before. And that's great. It's awesome. Love to see that especially with uh, so many OU softball games now. Uh, going to be aired on ESPN+. Plus. That's going to be a, uh, it's a great thing for this program. Great thing for this program and a great thing for the fans uh, of this program as well. All right, I want to tell you about Cavens Construction. What did I say about T.R.A. Jennings earlier this episode? Five-tool player, does everything at an elite level. Well, that's Cavens Construction. If Cavens Construction was a softball player, it would be T.R.A. Jennings. They do everything well. Your home or your office building, um, they can do it all. If you got an issue, if you got uh, you got a flood, you've got mold, you need some cleaning up, Gary and the team over there at, Car- uh, at Cavens Construction can help you out. 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. Give them a call or cavensconstruction.com. I say this all the time on the radio show. If you have an emergency repair, and let's hope you don't have an emergency repair because that's really unfortunate. Nobody wants to deal with that. But I promise you the easiest route for an emergency repair is Cavens Construction. And I know some local businesses in Norman have unfortunately ran up against that here recently. And they all do the same thing of what I'm trying to tell you right now. Cavens Construction, you got any issues at your home or your office building, CavensConstruction.com. In Tulsa, they're here to serve you as well. Uh, they'll, they'll serve anywhere in the state of Oklahoma. I think they even serve the Dallas area as well. So when in doubts, uh, give Cavens a call, Gary and the team. They are uh, awesome and great supporters of the Diamond Envy podcast. We thank them for that. All right, so let's get to a couple of audio clips from head coach Patty Gasso and top 20 player nationally by D1 softball. Uh, but I think that she's going to be ranked higher at the end of the year. Already told you that, Kenzie Hansen. So this first question, uh, both of the uh, both uh, both Patty and Kenzie were on the ref here recently. Which download our free app in the App Store, by the way, if you haven't already. K R E F in the App Store, and uh, hope you're tuning into the ref on a daily basis. I'm going to give you a ton of softball content on this podcast. But as the season gets closer and we get underway, you're going to get a ton of OU softball coverage as well on the ref. So here's here's an interesting comment by Patty Gasso. Chris Plank asked her if she's worried at all about this team replacing, well, the greatest hitter of all time, Jocelyn Allo. I do not. Uh, I think they understand that this lineup is actually it's, it's not replacing Jocelyn Allo. It's impossible to do that. Uh, but the depth of this lineup is a little bit more salty than last year. So I, our team knows that, and they know that anybody from one to nine can change the game in one swing. And uh, it's power. And, and I mean, you've got the leadoff batter from Arizona State, 
who may be batting seven or eight in our lineup when she could be one, two, or three anywhere else. Wow. So it's uh, potent, and no one should feel that way, and I don't think they will because they see it throughout the lineup and they know anybody can do it. So it's, it's exciting. It's a different group. I mean, there's eight newcomers, and we've got 20 on our team. That's over almost half of our team are newcomers. All right, so let's unpack that comment from Patty Gasso. And let's first do this. In my opinion, Patty Gasso is not really about coach speak. In other sports, you you hear about a lot of coach speak, and it's absolutely a thing. Just from what I've gathered, you know, watching and hearing Patty Gasso at press conferences and how she talks uh, during interviews, Patty's very honest. Uh, Patty's not really into coach speak all that much. And what I've learned is to take Patty at her word. <laughs> yeah, like she's she's very honest about her team, you know? So I don't think that she's gassing up the depth of her lineup just to hide the fact that she thinks that losing Allo is a big deal or it's coach speak. Like, no. I, I, I think if Patty Gasso's telling us that the depth of this lineup could be a little bit more saltier than it was last year, I'm inclined to believe her. And not only am I inclined to believe her, I'm not going to be that surprised with the players that we've already discussed. They're going to be a part of this team this year. So that's something to be excited about. Will there be a hitter in the middle of the order that produces like Jocelyn Allo? Probably not. Again, that's unfair. That's unrealistic expectations. I'm not really going to follow that storyline all that much this year. But is it going to be deeper? Can they, at the end of the year, average as many runs as they did a year ago? Absolutely they can. If the depth of this lineup is just as good, if not better, than it was a year ago. So I I take that comment from Patty as a very encouraging sign of what you are going to get offensively. And if that's what you get offensively, you're probably going to match that with an elite defensive squad and an elite team in the circle. And that equals, you know, a lot of people picking you to win another national championship again this year. So that's, I, I like to hear that a lot from the head coach. But, I mean, if we're talking about the biggest offseason question for this team, yeah, how do you replace the greatest hitter of all time? How do you place the greatest hitter of all time? I guess you have a lineup that's even deeper than a year ago. That's probably the best possible outcome available, is it not? So, yeah, just very, very encouraged about what this team's going to bring in uh, all facets of the game. And one of those reasons why I would agree with Patty Gasso that it's going to be deeper than a year ago, because I think that you're going to get the best of what Kenzie Hansen has to offer. Here's Kenzie Hansen on the ref earlier this week talking about how healthy she feels compared to last year. I feel – I always have told this to me and my dad have talked about it, that I'm like a dog ch- that's like chomping at the bit or a horse chomping at the bit <laughs> at, at, at the gate. That's how I feel right now because I've, I've truthfully have never – my legs have never felt this good in a long time. And I think that – that's going to do wonders for me. And I'm going into the season knowing that I can do anything that I really put my mind to. And that's really it. And this past summer, I went into it thinking, I'm just going to play hard and see what happens. Because playing the game of, oh my gosh, who's the next Jocelyn? Who's this? I have to do this, putting pressure on myself. And 
you know, doing all those things that everybody could imagine you would do as a player on Oklahoma softball, those don't work. So I'm just going into it, going to have joy and a horse chomping at the gate. <laughs> that's how I feel. Love it. But yeah, that's how I'm approaching the season. Horse chomping at the gates. There's Kenzie Hansen. I'm just telling you. Better than a top 20 player once the season ends. Will be considered a top 20 player nationally in all of college softball. Just You heard it here first. When it happens at the end of the year, you can credit Diamond Envy Podcast uh, for being the first to have that opinion. I'm not probably the first to have that opinion. Everyone's super high on Kinsey Hansen, and it's uh, going to be fun to see what she accomplishes this year. A little bonus audio clip for you. How about that as we're less than a month from the start of the season? Here's Kinsey Hansen from that same interview talking about how fun it is to play on this team. This team is just so much fun to be around. Everyone's always laughing, and there's always jokes going around, even like it obviously gets serious on the field, but it's always a joyous time to be around. Like there's never a time where I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's not going to be fun at practice today because everybody makes it fun, and the team chemistry is just so fun to be around. Like I don't – and there's no pressure in it. Obviously, there's so much depth that – Everything is competitive. You could lose your spot in the lineup. You could lose your spot on the field. Everything's so competitive. But at the same time, nobody really acts like it. Like, everybody just has so much fun with each other. And it's just impossible to not have fun with this team. It's just impossible not to have fun on this team. Love to hear it, Kinsey, because it's impossible not to watch this team and say, uh, wow, this is a really good watch. This is a really good watch, a really fun watch. And I go back to, for those of you that didn't hear it, you know, OU Texas weekend, right? I mean, that's kind of, you know, that's the day where you wear your OU OU football stuff, Friday at OU Texas. And I just saw so many, more than I ever have before, OU softball gear. OU softball gear, Friday of OU Texas, and of course, Saturday after the game as well. Um, I think it's the second most popular sport on campus right now. I do. Um, The ticket sales, the new stadium coming, which by the way, uh, the stadium, it's kind of it's making progress. Like They don't have the outfield seats or anything like that, but you see the trucks over there uh, close to the Lloyd Noble Center. It's it's making progress, and it's exciting. But, yeah, super fun to watch this program, and I'm going to guess this year is, uh, is no different whatsoever. All right, let's hear from another one of our great sponsors, Dr. Amanda Sadler, which, by the way, Dr. Amanda Sadler at the new in-motion clinic in Norman. It's not new as much anymore. I think they're probably coming up on their year anniversary. Dr. Amanda Sadler at the in-motion clinic in Norman will work with you to bridge the gap between fitness and functional medicine. For more information, call 405-515-4040. That's 405-515-4040. In motion, because what moves you moves us. Let's hear more from Dr. Amanda Sadler. And hey, all you parents out there of some young athletes, this could be a question that could, uh, you know, could relate to you. Dr. Sadler, do I need to take supplements as an athlete? That is a great question, Tyler. So the very short answer is most likely yes. Um, the longer answer just brings in a couple other questions like what supplements are we talking about? How long are you wanting to take them? What dosage? And so, um, you know, there's a lot of myths about supplements. The first thing I talk to my patients about is, you know, when we just look at the word supplement, it's meant to be short term. And so some people hear about a supplement that, you know, they've heard on social media, perhaps maybe another friend or athletes taking it and they start taking it and then they take another one. And before they know it, they're taking 10 things. You have no idea how they interact with each other, or if they're even helping. 
And so, you know, supplements, first of all, are short term. You can, you know, apply them, take them, and then there's got to be an endpoint to them. And then when we look at all different supplements, especially from an athlete's perspective, you do need some. You need some extra nutrients. You need some extra macronutrients, which is your carbs, your proteins, your fats. And so we want you to be efficient in using those. And a lot of physicians or other people will say, you know, if you take vitamins or supplements, it's just a waste of money. You kind of pee them out. What a waste. Well, what your body doesn't need, you do essentially pee out. But what you need, you use. And so my goal is with some specialty tests to find out actually what you need. If you're depleted in any of these things, what dosage you need so we can maximize um, your health and your wellness. So you get what you need. You don't get any extra. You're not putting any stress, extra stress on your body. And when you get to a point that you need to stop those, you're able to. Yeah, I mentioned it's uh, less than a month away until the start of the softball season. Uh, Many of you celebrated that fact earlier this week. And it's true. February 9th, Thursday night, 6 p.m., you got Duke in Irvine, California. You know, this this program loves to start the season out on the West Coast. And you got Duke, you got Liberty, you got Stanford. There's Washington. That'll be a big-time matchup on that Saturday San Jose State. So it's not just tiptoeing your way into the start of the season. Nope. You start out on the West Coast at the Mark Campbell Invitational. Washington going to be a really, really good team once again. That's no surprise. Uh, You get them, what, the fourth game of the year. And then a couple weeks after that, you're in the Mary Nutter out there in uh, Cathedral City in California. Cal State Fullerton, A&M, Utah, Loyola Marymount, and UCLA. So you, you got the who's who. In the non-conference, once again this year, Florida State, I can't... Man, am I more excited for that Florida State game at Marita Hines Field in Norman, 6 p.m. on a Tuesday night, March 14th, than any other regular season game this year? I don't know. It's going to be pretty awesome. I mean, you, you play so many teams that were in the WCWS last year, including a, a Northwestern team that you played in the first round. Just a... Just an awesome schedule, a challenging schedule, but guess what? I'm going to guess that this team is uh, probably ready for it. So here it is, start of the season, year number two of the Diamond Envy podcast, and just like last year, we're going to have some awesome interviews as the season rolls on. We'll have some former Sooners. We'll have some current Sooners. We'll have some national analysts just like we did last year. We'll have some current coaches on the podcast this year. So we'll we'll cover it all, I promise you, once it comes to uh, OU softball. Get those thoughts, those predictions, those hot takes, whatever. Uh, Twitter DM, email me as well. Earlier in the episode, I gave uh, both of those links to uh, to send those in. But uh, wish you all the best and wish you a happy 2023 college softball season. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Diamond Envy Podcast.